I know what it's like to feel invisible, to think it's too late to become what you've always wanted to be. You feel like it's too late to have more life. I felt that way too, but when I lost my brother to cancer, he made me realize I have way more life to live. And I discovered the choice was mine to live it or not. I know you want to become confident and empowered, and you deserve to step into that life you are yearning for. I'm Carrie V, and I get it. There is more greatness to come in your life, and I know you can feel it. I've made a choice to live my big life. Now it is your turn to be empowered and step into the life that has always been yours. It's time for you to step off the sidelines and into your own life, the one you were created to live. It's easier than you think. I believe in you. In fact, I am your biggest fan. So let's get started. Every guest that comes on to Coffee and Tea with Carrie V podcast is asked a question at the end of the podcast. What is your version of your pow pow shoes? What does it mean to step into your pow pow shoes? It means learning to laugh and find joy even when life is hard, especially when life is hard. It means digging deep into who you are, why you're here, and what you were created to do. It is part of the radical empowerment method, getting off the sidelines of your life and stepping into those pow pow shoes, stepping into your confidence, your radiance, your best brilliant self, being unapologetically you. I have been working on my book, The Radical Empowerment Method, for over a year, and it is almost here, and you get to be one of the first to have it. Head to the link in the bio and get your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to know. I am your biggest fan. I love you. Get your name on this wait list. Welcome to Coffee and Tea with Carrie V. Today is going to be a different sort of podcast. Kayla and I are here live in Covington, Georgia, and we were recording a Straight Talk About Cancer podcast part two. But Kayla thought it would be interesting, and I agreed that she would interview me as someone who's had cancer, survived cancer, but also has have taken care of someone with cancer and lost family to cancer. So this is Straight Talk About Cancer part two featuring Ms. Kayla Ibanez. Oh my goodness, thank you. We are outside I don't know if anyone can hear cars, but we're we're sweat we're sweating out here a little bit. <laughs> and I am honored that you asked me to to interview you. And I love I love doing interviews. But of course, the biggest question that I think people want to know is how has your life changed since your personal diagnosis and what you've gone through in regards to cancer, um, just even in the past year? Yeah. Yeah, this has been an interesting year with being diagnosed with cancer and a genetic disposition, that mutation that makes me very predisposed to cancer, taking care of my mom who was diagnosed with cancer and losing her to cancer all in the space of five months. And it's, how has it changed me? It changes everything. You look at life very differently. Things that used to bother you, they just don't matter anymore. And it it kind of opens up your world to what's truly important and what what just 
can go by the wayside. You know, dropping your mascara wand in the sink and staining your dress. It just doesn't matter anymore. You learn to laugh more. You learn to understand that every day truly is a gift. And we say it all the time, but I wonder how much we truly realize it and believe it. Or that I have a sign in my office that I got years ago that says, um, enjoy life. This is not a rehearsal. And I've looked at that sign every day when I go to work in my office. And it just kind of like was, they were words. But once someone said to me, you have cancer, they became words with meaning. But this isn't a dress rehearsal. Right. And what do you think people who haven't gone through either personal experience with cancer or have had a really close loved one go through cancer, what do you think that people don't understand who haven't experienced what you have? I think... What do people not understand? I think one of the biggest things... Or like misconceptions, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that we don't want to talk about it. I think that's the biggest thing that I... I didn't want people to ignore it, and I still don't. I didn't want people to skirt the issue or to think that I was afraid to talk about it or that it was too painful to talk about it. I feel like we don't have... Um, I wanted, I feel like that's a huge misconception with people who have been diagnosed with cancers that people either avoid them or they don't, or they think we don't want to talk about it. And we want to talk about it. We want to be able to say what our fears are. We want to say how afraid we are. And we want to be able to admit it without a pitying stare. We just want people to listen and understand that it's okay that we're not okay And we want to be able to express that, no, no, I'm not okay. And I want to talk about it. Right. Yeah. Right. And do you think that people are afraid to talk about it or like don't know what to say? What do you think it kind of stems from? Yeah, I think people don't know what to say. I think, I think this is where I was when my brother was diagnosed with cancer years ago, 11 years ago, I I was so afraid that I would say the wrong thing that I didn't speak a lot about it. And one day he just said to me, you know, whatever you say, it will be okay. And you don't really need to say anything. I'm not asking you to solve my problems. I'm not asking you to make it better. Just acknowledge that I'm going through this and be there. And if I say, it's okay, I want to take a mo- I want to watch a movie today or I need help carrying my laundry, just be there. And don't worry about saying the wrong thing. Just say something. Right. How has your life changed as a whole since getting your personal diagnosis? I have more fun. That's the biggest change that I've had in my life is I've just learned how amazing it is to have fun and how important it is to have fun and how important it is to find something to laugh at every day. And it's something that you've told me since I've worked with you for so for years is just relax and have fun. But I am, as a, as a general rule, I'm a very intense person, like get it done. Here's my schedule. I'm going to conquer the day. But hearing those words, hearing those words at eight o'clock at night, December 13th, 2020, and you never forget if you've ever been diagnosed with cancer or, uh, anything that is a devastating illness like this, you never forget the when and the where ever. And I just realized in that moment that life, the clock is ticking and life has an end point. And if you're not having fun today, then when are you going to have it? Is that a B? Is that a B? I swear to God, is it? I don't think there's a B. Oh my God. Okay. We're good. Like we're outside and 
I will interrupt anything when there's a B. Let me tell you what. <laughs> Jenna, keep that. this keep this in there. But looking at so like that's how your life has changed. How have your relationships changed? I would say that I have fewer friends, but they've become much closer. Mm. I found out who my true friends were. I found out who was truly going to be there for me. And the people that wouldn't be there, couldn't be there, refused to be there, I just realized it was time to walk away and focus on those friends who who were truly there for me. Yeah. And have you had any regrets or anything that have kind of come up since the diagnosis of things you wish you would have done or said or anything that you would have done differently Mm -hmm. between, I know you mentioned you remember the date and the time, like when you think of life before that, what are kind of the things that come up that you wish you would have said or done? Yeah. I wish that definitely, definitely have some feelings of regret of things that I wish I had just taken advantage of, like a gondola ride. Like we talked about the other day in 2005, being in Italy and not doing a hundred dollar gondola ride because it was too expensive and saying, we'll come back to Italy when we have more money. Well, it's been since 2005, we haven't been back. And if I had known in 2005, fast forward all these years that I would be diagnosed with cancer, I would have said, of course, I'm going to take the gondola ride. What if I never get to go back? So it changed. Yes, everything. There's so many different things that I look back on and think I would have tried this sooner. I would have, I would have gone for what I wanted to do much, much sooner than I did knowing my, the clock is ticking. And I, I wish I could just get in everybody's head and make them understand that your clock is ticking. Do the dang thing now, do what you love doing and do it now. That makes so much sense. And that's such a powerful reminder, right? That you don't, we're never guaranteed tomorrow, right? As kind of morbid as that can sound sometimes. It's like, oh, it's the truth. It is the truth. Right? It is. And it's not, to me, it's it's power. It's It's not morbid. It's like knowing this and really feeling this is the power to know. I can speak my mind and say what I need to say, feel the way I need to feel. And if the tears come up, I let them flow. And I don't apologize for it anymore. I don't try to hold them back. I just be me. Just, just, be you every day. Borrow my diagnosis. You don't need to have mm. your own. What do you think, or even like, what have you learned about cancer and just the journey as a whole that you didn't know before? Like, what did you learn about cancer? And like, because I feel like it's such a vague term now. I learned that cancer is scary, but it's not as scary as I thought it would be. Um, my, my cancer diagnosis, so I was diagnosed early, so it wasn't an end-stage cancer diagnosis, which I know changes things. But when I, when I meshed that together with the genetic mutation diagnosis at the same time, knowing that the probability of this cancer not returning and returning with a vengeance is very, very slim. It it 99% will come back and it will be worse the next time. But what I realized was that I didn't quite fear it like I thought I would. I just turned the fear into determination. Mm. And if, if you can take news and stop terming it as good or bad and just turn it into data, the fear disappears and you can just attack it and go at it with a very different mindset. That makes so much sense of turning it into power. And I know that 
from your journey and just what you've gone through with loved ones, it has definitely fueled your work in the past and continues to fuel your work. How has the diagnosis and the news in your journey fueled your work in 2021? (laughs) It has, it's like I put um, lighter fluid on the fire. The fire was already there and I was doing the thing, doing what I love doing, but not doing it with with the passion that I knew was there. And this diagnosis just poured lighter fluid on it. So I... I finished, I finally completed the book that I had been working on and it just flowed. It just flowed out of me because this, this fire was burning so bright. And so completing the book and starting to book more speaking engagements and really doing what I loved with a whole different level of passion. Um, already writing my second, well, my third book now and, and putting together a book collaboration with clients that I work with, things that I had been dreaming of doing have, have just become a reality because my tagline is life is short, choose wisely. And I will be the first to admit I wasn't always choosing wisely. And now I, I realize I don't have time to not choose wisely. None of us do. We need to take, take the moment, seize the moment, live the moment and laugh, laugh every day. And I know that you've said this message a number of different times in a number of different ways, right? Life is short, choose wisely, and that we shouldn't wait for something detrimental to happen, right? To decide to do the things that we want to do, make the moves that we want to do in career and work and live the life that we want to live. What advice do you have for someone who maybe hasn't had any major life changes or shifts, but they're just feeling stuck and they're not feeling in their purpose. Yeah. I would say what I tell people a lot now is, as I said earlier, borrow my diagnosis, get yourself in a quiet space and journal what you would do today. If you knew this was your last day, if you knew this was your last day to breathe, your last day to make any choices at all, how would it shift your choices? Not from a sense of morbidity and knowing, oh my gosh, we're all going to die. I don't want, I'm not saying going to a black hole, but turn it into a power of knowing that this breath that you take right now is a power breath and every one of them is. And if you can get if you can get quiet and really, really dig deep into what would I do if I knew today was it? What would I do with today if I knew today was it? Go do it. Just stop being afraid of embracing your dreams. They're there for a reason. You have dreams for a reason. They weren't, they're not just random things. They're put in, in us because we're supposed to be doing them. And we tend to think that that well, that's for other people. It's for you. It's not for the, the people who climb to the top are there because they did it. It's not because there's something special. We're all, we are all special and we all have it. But most of us choose to live at this level of mediocrity because that's what we're taught. Mm. That's what we're taught to do. Settle. We're taught to settle. And if we stop, <laughs> I jokingly say, stop, stop settling for the bunny poop. Right. When I walk my dog, she's got gourmet meals at home. I spend as much on her as I do on our own organic foods. And she will she will stop and eat the bunny poop because it's easy, because, you know, it's there and she doesn't have to wait for it. She doesn't have to wait till dinner time. She can just go outside and eat bunny poop. Oh, God. Stop settling for the bunny poop. 
mean, you have this massive this massive array of greatness in front of you and all you have to do is go through the buffet line that's all right so it's like look at the things in your life and identify what is bunny poop yes what is your bunny poop what that, that i love that like that should be the title of this episode what is your, what bunny, is your poop? bunny poop because yes. anyone looking is going to be like what <laughs> is this and then they're going to be curious and they're yes. going to listen and yeah. they're going to get the great message such a great takeaway yes so identify what is the bunny poop yep. and go through the process of releasing that so that you actually have the time the capacity and the the, the bandwidth right yes. to go after what is truly yours and not just the convenient bunny poop right yes. we think yeah. that so many things that we have in life, right, needs to be Amazon Prime delivery, right? Yes. Yeah. And that's not real life. We tend to think that's what it is and we want it to be that way. And it's not. It's not. And any business owner who who wants to convince you that it, this is easy and it just falls in your lap is giving you a lie. A line of bull. Yes. Because anything in this space, man, it is blood, sweat, and tears. As cliche as it sounds, is the truth. It is the truth. And I'm laughing because we've been sitting outside recording this for X amount of time and you weren't lying. Your hair completely <laughs> fell down. <laughs> Carrie styled her hair. So well, it still looks good. It doesn't look bad, but it's just funny how like the volume as it's been slowly coming back down to her normal straight hair. Straight hair. <laughs> but it's sleek though. So the humidity didn't take out the shine well, that's and the good sleek. To know. It's just a little, a little, a little deflated. Um, <laughs> mine, I can see the frizz in the mirror. So humidity <laughs> creates frizz for me. For Carrie, no frizz for her. Just a little bit flatter. A lot bit flatter. <laughs> but you know what? That's what heat heat tools and other things are for. But honestly, we're going in the pool later. So who cares? That's right. We're putting the hair up and putting hats on to protect from the sun. <laughs> you got that right. So what would you say, Carrie, as like a a parting message for anyone listening? I know we had the major takeaway of identifying and releasing your bunny poop. Yes. Stop eating your bunny poop. What else would you say for people to go and take and use? Yeah. Well, first of all, spoiler alert, that is the title of the book coming up is (laughs) Stop Eating the Bunny Poop. And your biggest takeaway is going back to my tagline, Life is Short, Choose Wisely. But not just looking at, hearing the words and saying... Yeah, that's a nice little phrase. That phrase was given to me by my brother in a dream, actually, after he passed away. And it's powerful. It woke me up from a sound sleep. Life is short, little sister. Choose wisely. And 11 years later, after his death now, I get it. And I want you to take that with you, that life truly is short. And we do get to make our choices. And your choices mm-hmm. have consequences. Every single choice you make has a result. So make sure your choices are pushing you forward because forward is the only direction we want towards greatness, not mediocrity. I love it. I love it. Carrie, I know some people finding this episode are wondering where can they find you on socials? Where are you other than this podcast? If someone's just discovering you for the first time. Yeah. Instagram is the place. I am Carrie V at I am Carrie V. I'm on LinkedIn as well as Carrie Baracchio. If you head to the link in the show notes right now, you can get your name on the wait list for my Radical Empowerment Method book, which is coming out very soon. Very soon. Get on the wait list. This is going to be the read that you need 
for the final quarter of the year because this will be the message that gives you the clarity to understand what actions to take for 2022. And don't wait for 2022 to start doing it. Do the work now that plants the seeds for what's ahead. Yes. I love it. All right. Kayla, the interviewee over and out because we are sweating out here and I keep seeing bees and it's taking every fiber of my being to not drop this mic and run right now. So peace out. Peace out. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening in. I want you to know I do not take it for granted that you give me this time to have coffee and tea together with me. But before you go, it would mean the world to me if you grab a quick coffee or tea refill and pop into the podcast reviews and leave me a review. It's how this podcast grows. It's how it reaches and empowers more women. And it's how I know how to serve you best. I want this podcast to be what you need. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and share it with your friends. And follow me on Instagram at I am Carrie V. Remember, it is never too late. Peace out, girlfriend. Pow, pow.